I first started talking to people, it was like five minutes and I was done. So some of you guys be like, hallelujah, five minutes, yeah. Um, but what I wanted to do today was kind of go through Romans uh, chapter 10. Uh, I don't know if I'll, what I'll get to, but we'll do our best. So uh, I'm just going to read some here from the um, English Standard Version. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved, for I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. He's talking right now about the, uh, the Israelites who were worshiping God after, uh, after the Old Covenant with sacrifices. And um, he's talking about how they, they, they really love God. They really want to do best for God, but... Um, they don't have the knowledge that they need to worship him uh, for their own sake, for their own best interest. God doesn't need our worship, but it's for our sake that we can worship him. Um, for being ignorant of the righteousness of God. This is, this is uh, sorry, verse 3. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For God... For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. These things stuck out to me because what happened is that in the Old Testament, what they wanted to do is basically they wanted to please God by what they did, by how they acted, what they said, and how they, how they behaved. And he called that seeking to establish a righteousness of their own for being ignorant of the righteousness of God. The thing is about God is that he's perfect and he can only accept perfection. So what happened is that he gave them a, a law so they can see, hey, you know what? We actually can't do this. We can't, we can't do it in our own strength. We can't be perfect. Um, so that's why God's saying to them, hey, the righteousness of God, you can't establish it on your own. You can't do it on your own. So I'll give it to you. He saw that there was no one who was able to stand up to fight on man's behalf. So he said, I'll do it because... I want to save you because I don't want to be without you. I want you to be with me forever. Um, and then that part, that verse there, the Christ, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. That means the, righteous, the, law, the law for righteousness is at an end in Christ Jesus to everyone who believes. Because Christ is your righteousness. He fulfilled the law. He didn't do away with it. He fulfilled it so that you could be free. Uh, and then he's uh, in verse 5. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law. That the person who does the commandments shall live by them. Which means that if you failed in any commandment, you're no longer living by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss. That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. The word of faith that we proclaim. Because you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. If. Sorry. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that Christ raised him from the dead. You will be saved. A lot of people ask me, you know, how, how do I get saved? What do I do to be saved? Um, do I need to do something to stay saved? Uh, 
It says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that Christ raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's no fine print there. A bunch of lawyers don't start an ad right there saying, hey, but make sure you blip, 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 blip. No, it's just that. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. At that point, Jesus comes in to make his home with you and he takes care of the working. Then you can work out what he puts in. For with the heart one believes and is justified. That's chapter, I'm sorry, verse 10. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is the Lord of all. Bestowing his riches on all who call on him, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And there he was just expounding on it. He's saying, faith, confession, that's all you need. Faith. And confession. And that when God gives you his riches, he, this is what I was talking about when I said you work out what he puts in. He says that he bestows his riches on all who call on him. Puts everything on the inside of you that you're going to live, that you're going to need to live in godliness. Everything you need. It's not, you don't have to work it up. He put it in. You work it out. So when Paul said work out your salvation in fear and trembling, work out what he put in. Because it's there. You don't have to do it in your strength or anything like that. How then will they call on him? This is, uh, sorry, verse 14. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. But I ask, have they not heard? Indeed, they have. For their voice has gone out to all the earth and their words to the end of the world. But I ask, did Israel not understand? For first, Moses says, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation. And a foolish nation, I will make you, oh, sorry. And with a foolish nation, I will make you angry. Then Isaiah, so bold to say, I have been found by those who did not seek me. And I have shown my, myself to those who did not ask for me. But of Israel, he says, all day long, I've held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. Now, since I read a whole verse, and I've heard in some circles that's probably all the Bible anybody ever reads, but anyway, uh, because of that, I thought it was going to be super long, but <laughs> but um, but it's not that long. But I do want to expound on a few things uh, real quick. The people, the people in the Old Testament, they really wanted God. There was nothing wrong with that. Um, I know there's like people who give religious people a bad rap, and it's true that. They, they try to um, seek after the, after God their own way and not look to God his way, not through, not try to seek him um, the way he wanted to be sought. But what I would say is that the good thing about them is they wanted him, and they wanted him strongly, and they didn't, uh, they weren't really holding back. They just didn't understand how to get to him. They thought they had to do it in their own strength. 
So I understand, you know, I understand if people um, have a struggle where they want to be, they, they get into the perfectionist mindset or they're, uh, I fall into that sometimes. Uh, nobody's probably noticed that. Uh, um, where you think you got to, you got to do it all yourself, and if you mess up or if you if you uh, embarrass yourself, you say the wrong thing, and you know you, you can't take those things back. That said, it's like a, it's like a done deal. You could say you're sorry to people, but they heard it. They didn't forget it, even if God forgot it, they didn't. Um, but it's time to to lift your head up and go forward, because because God has good things in store for you. And you don't have to dwell on the on the past, on the imperfections, on whatever uh, whatever keeping you distracted. Um, so for these people, though, so the thing is, they were all caught up in the physical and everything that they could do for God, and they didn't realize that it was God who wanted to do for them, in them, and through them. So I want to encourage everybody here that um, that's why he said I'll make them uh, make them jealous. Because those guys tried their best and failed, and we don't have to try at all. We just have to trust in God because he's our success, right? So we don't have to be like um, working ourselves to the bone and then still fail. That's what happened to them. We can trust in God. We can look, in, we look to God. And just like it says here, I've been found by those who did not seek me. Because in the Old Testament, if you remember, he said if you seek him, uh, actually, I think too, maybe in the New Testament, seek him with all your heart, you will find him. And and uh, here he's even saying, those who did not uh, even look for me found me. I showed myself to those who didn't even ask for me. I think it's really awesome because when we were in our worst, at our worst and didn't look to him, we were just looking to ourselves and looking to whatever good time or trying to fulfill ourselves in whatever way that we thought would be fulfilling that let us down. But God was looking to fulfill us, looking to meet us where we were, looking to bless us, and looking to love us. And he still does. He wants to love you all the days of your, of your life and more. And his mind is always full of you. I hope you guys are blessed. Uh, I love you. And that's the end. <laughs>